Hello, Internet, and welcome back to Antiheroes Anonymous, or welcome for the first time, if it's your first time joining us. I'm Ethan, and I'm the Dungeon Master for this 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons show. Hi, I'm Nick. I play Embers, the Tabaxi Monk. Hi, I'm Kay. I play Elwyn, the Elvish Druid. Hi, I'm Melissa, and I play Tepin Swayzaker, and she's a pixie bard. Hi, I'm Zach, and I play Vert, the Changeling Artificer. And welcome back. Previously on Antiheroes Anonymous, the Silver Seekers have been planning to infiltrate Greymantle Penitentiary, which is high in the mountains of Sergil. Their goal is to find and free Basil Oranglass, Vert's father and the deposed King of Vagma, from his cell in the high security area of the prison. All they have to do to make that happen is to first distract a dragon, steal some keystones, blend in with the guards, and avoid getting noticed by anyone who'd recognize them, while also managing to possibly free Adrex Estier, the silvered seneschal who's been mysteriously incarcerated. The disguises and ad identities that they received from the Clouder are about to be put to the test as they enter the prison. Uh, and with that, we will dive into today's episode. Ba-dum, ba-da-dum. Um, before we, before I set the scene again, I do want to do one thing though, just one little, um, mechanic-y thing, which is that we need to see how many points you have for the, I planned this flashbacks. Oh, yeah. Um, so the way this is going to work, um, and this is based on the fact that you gathered information well in advance for this heist. Um, where did I write down my mechanics for this? Here we go. Um, the group of you are going to roll a group intelligence check, and based on the result of that, you'll get a certain amount of points. Um, if it's like a bad roll, don't despair. I might reset these at certain points. Um, I have certain things in my notes that would, would trigger a reset for these, so you can kind of get a, a top off on your points. Um, so if it's a bad roll, don't despair. You just have might have to be a little sparing for a little while. Um, with these points, uh, if something comes up and you want to say, wait, 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 and, uh, kind of introduce something, you'll have the opportunity to spend a point to initiate a flashback, um, and establish sort of how you prepared for the situation. Um, you won't be able to necessarily change, uh, things that have been established in the scene. So for example, if a, you come around a corner and I say, you come face to face with three guards, uh, your flashback won't be able to change the number of guards or the fact that you've come face to face with those guards, but you can say, uh, 
based on this flashback, I have something I need to deal with this situation. Um, uh, some things you can do with the flashbacks. Uh, for example, you could um, work out that you've previously bribed a guard. You could say that you've uh, bought some gear, which you don't have on your character sheet. You could prepare different spells, etc. Um, your flashback might involve a roll or a spent resource. And like I said last week, if that's the case, it will come out of your resources that you have available at the moment. But that's pretty much the gist of it. So with all of that said, let's uh, have each of you roll an intelligence check. What? Just uh, flat intelligence. Yep, just okay. a d20 plus intelligence. I'm going to use my intelligence for this. <laughs> Nervous! I got 23. Okay. Oh, I only got 22. Shoot. Wait, actually, Nick? Uh, yeah, actually, I got a 22. That's awesome. Oh, snap. Heck yeah. Okay, so wait, hold on. I need to I need to do some math. Um, oh, gosh. This is already like blown way past what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> You're, okay, we're the smarty gotcha. pants team, so you know. Um, how did uh, Elwin do? Sixteen. Okay, so that is. Uh, okay, gotcha. And then Tuppence. Twelve. Twelve. Okay. Um, so all in all, you guys are going to have fourteen of these points to spend. So I don't think there's going to be any need to reset these. <laughs> Wait, oh, uh, Tuppence, did you add half your proficiency modifier? Half, but. Oh, I thought it was just a straight one. It is, but when you make an untrained, uh, but it's... you do get to add half your modifier. Oh, for, oh, for bards? Yeah, for so a jack it's a, of it... all trades. Uh, okay, so then it's 13. Okay. Um, I did it by like the modifier standards, mm -hmm. so uh, you would have had to hit 14 to bump your points <laughs> up by one. So you're still going to have 14 total points. <laughs> five from Vert, five from Embers, uh, three from Elwin and one from Tuppence, but 14 total to use as a party. So I think you're good. Cool. Wow. Um, and I will find a, I will make a quick way to track that here. We plan for a lot of stuff. And, you know, I feel like this does represent the fact that, like, you guys did do a lot of prep work before getting to this point. So yeah. I think that that makes a lot of sense that you would have a lot of preparation going into it. Hmm. Uh, okay. Now I can actually take us into this and set the scene. The group of you in your disguises, or in Tuppence's case, uh, literally packed into a case or a, a crate um, with various food and supplies, um, are gliding silently across the um, flat, icy surface of um, the Grey Barrow Basin. Uh, this lake, this uh, cold, icy lake um, that sits at the foot of uh, Grey Mantle Penitentiary. And ahead of you, you can see looming a cliff that is probably several hundred feet tall um, with this structure of wood and metal uh, built in front of it that is this um, mechanical lift that looks like it will rise up from the water level to the penitentiary above. Um, next to the lift, you can see this frozen waterfall that is cascading down off the side of the cliff, or it would be if it weren't 
completely solid ice um, and kind of frozen in uh, this water you can see the there are these uh large metal gear like things uh metal gear yeah i heard it when i said it <laughs> um that look like they would turn if not for the fact they would turn with the water if not for the fact that it was completely frozen um and atop the cliff looms this dark stone uh wall surrounding a tower uh that looks down on the town of gray barrow um, and you can see there are, uh, like small icebergs and things floating in this lake. Um, so anything you want to do while you're on the boats? Uh, how many other guards are there besides us? Um, uh, 10, I think is what I had said, because the guards from the train who are escorting the hooded prisoner, you know, to be Adrex Estier. Uh, are also on some of these rowboats with you. Are any of them, like, nervous or anything? Like, is, is there, like, any tension on our boat? Uh, roll an insight check. Sure. I have no idea. I'm focused on the goal in hand. I rolled a uh, seven. Yeah, it's freezing cold and it's still early in the morning and you didn't get your coffee this morning um and you are just it is all you can do to stay awake and warm i'm just gonna take disadvantage on that too i didn't get coffee yep oh still seven okay i don't i don't think i'm doing anything just trying to like keep to myself and act like i don't know these people and it's very um, hard for Tuppy to stay quiet in there, but she's doing it. She's doing it, folks. It is possible. I she think like, Ellen's also just very focused on, like, remembering what her role is going to be. <laughs> um. Okay. Then with that, the boats make uh, uh, not really landfall, but basically, uh, they they come up to these docks that sit alongside this platform that the the lift is going to ascend from. Um, And there's maybe uh, two more guards waiting for you there, but as you get close to the wall, you can see that um, there are actually like archer posts all the way going up this wall. Um, And you can kind of see, uh, I mean, they're behind like, um, you know, stone walls, but there's like archer slits in the stone wall of the cliff face. Um, going, it looks like, all the way up to the penitentiary. So there must be uh, at least a dozen eyes on you at this point. Um, but the two guards who are waiting at the the foot of this place, um, at these docks, kind of, they, you see, like, they greet some of the returning guards with, like, friendly gestures and things like that, and they help them get the prisoner up and off, uh, and they kind of set to work unloading the materials that Tuppence is in as well. Um, and setting all of this on this big wood and metal platform, which you can see is connected to these huge chains and um, like steel cables and things like that. Um, and one of them, I think, would kind of go over to like a small contraption and like light a torch and then use a mirror to send a quick signal up to 
the uh, penitentiary above, and you can see a signal gets sent back down. Uh, and the guards kind of chatter amongst themselves about, you know, it won't be too much longer, then we'll be back in the warm and the shelter, and we won't have to deal with all of this anymore. Um, uh, and then there's a little bit of a lull as um, nothing happens for a moment. Uh, I do actually, real quick, I need one more roll from you, though, just to, to finish setting the scene. I just remembered we need weather. Can someone roll a d6 for me? Yeah. I got some d6s out. It's not a monk. It's a three. Three. Okay. So you've got kind of a light snowfall and no wind at the moment. Um, it's consistently frigid cold, but at least you're not getting... Uh, you don't have, like, snow blowing into your face sideways or anything like that. <clears throat> a few moments pass as you're just kind of set there, shivering to yourselves. Um, and then you see a creature appear over the edge of the cliff. Um, I need to find a picture so that I can describe Ignis. Uh, there we go. Um, a dragon, unlike any you've seen before, and I think bigger than anyone but Embers has seen. Uh, for Embers, this dragon is very familiar in visage. Um, at a distance, it might appear to be a white dragon, because uh, it has that sort of whitish bluish coloring to it but as it stretches its wings and kind of the light catches it a little bit more um from atop the cliff you can see all of you can see that its body is not actually scaled uh like a normal dragon's would be but it is covered in this thick white fur um and as it rears its head atop the cliff um you can see that it even has like fur coming down from its chin in like a, a white beard type of thing and it has these horns that just um kind of curve back along its head longer than most uh white dragons would have um and this dragon kind of peers over and it looks down at the group collected down there uh and then you can see a glint of light from its shoulder uh and there's a figure there who does kind of like a stabbing motion into the thing's neck and then its neck seems to glow with orange light, and it lets out a, a loud roar, uh, and pieces of the frozen waterfall crack off with just its roar. But then it opens its mouth and spews fire in a continuous jet um, for minutes at a time, it feels like. And this fire just melts the uh, waterfall starting from the top and pieces of ice begin to cascade down and then the water begins to flow again and all of this ice comes crashing down hundreds of feet below into the water sending plumes of water up into the sky um, and these metal gears metal gear begin to turn <laughs> I did this to myself um, iron gears. yeah iron gears <laughs> begin to turn and uh, as they do, the platform that all of you are standing on rises up slowly, uh, foot by foot, into the air. Uh, and you can uh, begin to get a view 
the same view that the penitentiary has atop the cliff of the town of Greybarrow down below. That's it. That's the long narration. <laughs> that was awesome, though. Yeah. I imagine there could be, like, spectator boats, like, ooh, like, taking pictures when Ignis does that. If you want, I can uh, drag Ignis's token over to our launch page so that uh, you can see it if you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Let's see. Where is it? Ignis, where are you? Uh, there we go. So it should be showing. Oh, yeah. That you might have to switch to roll 20 to show the viewers. Yep, we did. It's pretty. This is another um, Cobalt Press Tome of Beasts creature. Uh, do you do anything while the, the lift is going up? Well, I don't think so. I already made my insight check, so I don't know if you'll let me. I don't probably don't get another one, huh? Uh, probably not. No. Okay. What were you looking for? Uh, I just want to see if there's any like any tension in the group of guards, like any like if I could pick out any like first timers. Um, because Grim has a big dedication to the safety of his fellow guards so i was going to try and like give them a you know a little bit of encouragement like it's okay uh i would say even even with your poor role i'm not going to tell you any info about like how they might be feeling but i will say uh wetham gray mantle your friend from the train is among the guards yeah but i didn't did i know if he was a first timer or not no not necessarily so it's, it's it's okay it's fine I would like to do an inside check as well to determine whether or not any of them are nervous at the sight of the dragon. Okay. That's uh, a nine. A nine? Yep. Um. Yeah, you're looking around, and it could be just you projecting. Some of them maybe look nervous, mm -hmm. but it's hard to tell. It also could like some of them are like shaking, but that could be cold. Mm -hmm. You don't know. Uh, how close are we to the dragon? Uh, getting closer every second. <laughs> um, do I feel any like weird hunger, uh, hunger <laughs> vam vampirism stuff going on or anything? I'm glad you mentioned it because yes, <laughs> the closer you seem to get to this dragon the more you can feel like those fangs be trying to slide out um yeah and it gets a little bit uncomfortable in your mouth cool and <laughs> deny it on just as his characteristic rumble um so speaking of Nyadon, if we can take a tangent for just a second so normally he's like a walking mm -hmm. metal dragon right like yep. yeah um so I thought about this. I forgot to mention it to you today for some reason, but I wanted to like package him up into kind of like a lunchbox looking thing. Is that possible? To, like make him incognito, but still have him with um, me. I think the best you could do would be to sneak him in with the supplies that Tuppence is in. Yeah. Okay. Probably. Couldn't have him as cute lunchbox. I don't think on. so. No, okay. like 
the the, the wind nexus is not quite so malleable. Mm, okay. Yeah, because I was wondering if I had to break attunement with him and like leave him behind or not. I think you could safely sneak him in in the stuff with um, that's with Tuppence, and I think basically, like any of you that have very recognizable gear that you want to bring in, that would be the way you'd have to do it, pretty much. Okay. Like my staff. Yep. I think I'll also do an insight check on the guards. Okay. And I just want to get a general sense of... Yeah. I I guess I'm looking out for for if any of them seem like they're not quite part of the, like, in-group yet. Like, I guess newcomers were just a little outsiders or people who are more nervous or and i also want to look to see if any of them seem like they're giving attention to me or my friends more than they should sure they're like suspicious or something dirty 20 dirty 20 okay finally rolled a 10 on an insight check (laughs) um most of these guards as you're looking at them like there's definitely awe when they see Ignis breathing her jet of fire to melt these t- frozen waterfalls. Um, but it's not like the awe and fear of a first time seeing it. You think that the, the guards that you have with you are probably mostly veterans of um, Grey Mantle Penitentiary. And that tracks with what Vert told you Wetham had said about like, these were the ones selected for the job to go and bring this prisoner who's kind of a big deal. Um, However, there is one of them, a a green dragonborn, uh, who seems to be kind of glancing over in the direction of... uh, Yeah, you and um, Vert and Embers. Um, I don't know if you're all standing together or separate, but... Um, this this dragonborn is kind of looking over at all of you, and when uh, he catches your eye, he kind of waves and gives a little smile. <laughs> okay, I'll just kind of go <laughs> and look away real quickly. Yeah, he um kind of gives a confused look, <laughs> uh, and then goes back to chatting with the other guards. I can get um, Bert's attention surreptitiously. I'll kind of nod toward the dragonborn. Shrug. Okay. Do you want to do anything with that? Or (laughs) save it for later? No. Oh my god, take the fucking bait! (laughs) Just do something! I, no, I'm good with that. It's fine. I thought you had a plan. I'm trying to help okay. you with your plan. Um, not with a happy-go-lucky guard. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, never you're mind. in the best position to make no, friends okay. with these people. Yeah, maybe after the dragon thing. Yeah, all right. Okay. Um, the lift continues its upward climb, slow but steady, and eventually it comes to the top. Um, and you can see now the the massive. Uh, steel gates of Grey Mantle Penitentiary are open wide 
Um, but there seems to be sort of like an inner reception courtyard with another set of iron gates. Um, and there is a dwarven woman kind of standing between uh, the doors waiting for you as your lift reaches the top. Um, she, let me find my description of her. Uh, ba -da -ba -da Where are you? There she is. Um, she is clad in kind of the, the general um, garb of Grey Mantle Penitentiary. It's like um, kind of like half plate armor uh, with these big furs and like this uh, big gray winter cloak. Um, but she's got the the marks of a captain, it looks like. Um, uh, and she has with her a shield that has some dwarvish runes on it. Does anyone speak dwarvish? Embers does, actually. I think because she was here for 20 years, Embers That tracks. Dwarves. Just Embers? Okay. Um, the, the shield has three dwarven runes on it, and they are Strength, Order, and Respect. And Ember's seen that you recognize the motto of the Grey Mantle Clan and Grey Mantle Penitentiary. Um, and then where was... I just went away from the rest of my description of this woman. Gosh darn it. <laughs> uh, there she is. Um, she's got kind of like uh, dark... either dark brown or black hair it's kind of hard to tell maybe in this lighting which it is um but it, if it's dark brown it's very dark um with streaks of gray uh in it and it's kind of braided down her back um and she has um just like a really strong build and physique um she's a little bit short and she's got kind of like a a bulbous nose to her um uh but she kind of strides forward to greet you and says, Welcome, welcome. Those of you who are returning, welcome back to Grey Mental Penitentiary. And those of you who are new recruits, welcome. Uh, I am Captain Ethra Grey Mental, and I will be responsible for watching over your intake today. Um, she kind of makes eye contact with the group of you who are new uh, and says... For those of you first-timers, uh, I'll have everyone form a line and bring them in one at a time into the inner area. From there, I will ask a few brief questions to ensure that everything is above board, and if everything seems in order, we can go into the prison from there. Uh, and she kind of nods to um, the uh, guards who are bringing Adrix uh, and says, I'll start with this crew because I want to get our new guest in and situated first and foremost. So the rest of you, please bear with me. Wait just a minute longer. Uh, and she moves towards the um, the returning guards and kind of goes to sort them out first. Can we see where the ship shipments are being brought? The supplies mm -hmm. rather um 
they, I mean, they came up on the platform with you and, um, no one initially moves to unload them from the platform. Um, you would suspect that it will probably be the job of those veteran guards once they've gone through sort of the intake procedures to sort of move those into the prison. Are, we're not alone here, I would imagine. Um, make right a perception now. check. Okay. Eleven. Eleven. Um, even with an eleven, you can see uh, the glint of the morning sunlight reflecting off of um, the armor of guards patrolling atop the wall, like the outer wall of Grey Mantle Penitentiary. Um, so, no, it doesn't seem like you're alone. Uh, what eyes there might be beyond that, you're not sure. Uh, the dragon seems to have taken up a position um, in the sky, kind of flying around the top, like the, the tower in the center of the penitentiary. Um, at this distance, and with that perception check, you can't tell if there's anyone situated on the back of the dragon, but yeah, those are the eyes that you see. I was just wondering about whether we should let Teppy out now or not. While Teppy's in the crate, she's going to cast invisibility on herself. Okay. Um, so if the group of you just kind of wait for your turn, um, eventually you do start to see those veteran guards come back and take the crates that include Tuppence and your gear and start to haul that into the penitentiary itself. Um, and I think that Cap Captain Ethra would call... Um, uh, who, who should go first? Let's see. Um, what was Embers's disguise named? Bela Silverweed. There it is. Um, the captain uh, comes first and says... Right, if it's all right with all of you, I'd like to start with Sergeant Bela Silverblade. Um, we'll be wanting to get her up and running first, and then I'll come back for the rest of you. Sergeant, if you wouldn't mind coming with me. Either way. Yep, and she guides you into that sort of central courtyard area. Um, would you roll an Arcana check when you step in here? Uh, sure. Very bad. Okay. Um, Embers, you've been here before as a prisoner, mm -hmm. um, but the prisoners don't necessarily go through the same sort of strict intake procedure as the staff do. Um, you don't necessarily know anything about what that looks like, but you do see maybe some arcane runes kind of carved into the ground in this courtyard area. Mm -hmm. um, what they do, you have no idea. Um, okay. She kind of stands opposite you and looks in your eyes. Uh, and I need to find my notes on the intake procedure. 
go. There it is. Um, and she puts her hands on her hips and she says, Right then, can you state your name for me? And before you speak, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Thirteen. Thirteen, okay. Um, what do you say? Bill is Silverblade. She nods. Um, and she's kind of watching watching you closely. Good, good. Um, tell me about your purpose here in Grey Mental Penitentiary. I'm here to show my superiors that they made a mistake posting me here to serve with distinction so I can be brought back to where I belong. She frowns a bit, but nods and says, good, good. And if you wouldn't mind, just tell me one detail about yourself. Any detail will do. Something from your past. I think that if you want to know about my past, why don't you ask any of these gray metals here? They can't stop talking about my past. Um, would you roll an intimidation check? No. No. The one. Wait, who has inspiration right now? Not oh, me. yeah. Not me. I it, gave it to somebody else last time I used it. Yeah. I thought it resets every... It, uh, technically, I think we're supposed to keep it, but there have been a couple times we've reset it because we forgot who had it. Mm-hmm. Does anyone know that they've got it? I've got Melissa, it. Melissa, you've got it? Okay. Yeah. Um, then yeah, until Melissa uses it, she's got it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the captain gets a very stern look on her face and says, Sergeant, that may have flown back where you came from, but you're going to have to work on your attitude here. You're not the top of the command chain here. And with an attitude like that, you won't be getting back to the top of your command chain anytime soon. Am I clear? Understood, ma'am. Good. Go through that door. Uh, uh, wait for me there, and uh, I'll escort you to the officer's quarters when I'm done with the rest of these. All right. Okay. Um, do you do you wait once you're on the inside of the prison? Yeah, I'll do what I'm told. Okay. You know, yeah, I'm trying to act chastened. Um, then she'll bring in uh, Grim Grey Mantle. Uh, can you make an arcana check as you enter the sort of courtyard area? Sure can. Uh, 14. 14. Um, <clears throat> there, it, yeah, you, you note the same runes that Embers noted. Um, you can tell that they are uh, of the enchantment school of magic. What they do necessarily, you're not sure. Okay. At a glance. Uh, but sort of the same process, she says, uh, she kind of examines you closely and says, state your name for me, please. Grim Grey Mental. Uh, before you answer, can you roll a wisdom saving throw? Sure. Um, what is that? Nope. 18. 18, okay. 
Um, so you say grim gray mantle? Mm-hmm. Uh, and she nods and says, Right. Haven't seen you since you were a baby. In a while, Captain. Well, she kind of, she nods. Um, your mother doing well? He shrugs. She's, uh, been the same for a while, I bet. I, I'm, you know. Sure. Uh, never really knew her much. It's more your father that I got along with, as you know. But, um, tell me a bit about your purpose in the prison. Purpose? Um, well, you know, been here a few times. Been a great honor to serve. Looking forward to it again. Good. Uh, we can use your expertise. Um, always can. Uh, and then finally she says, the final test, you know what it is. I just need uh, some detail, any detail you you can share. Something about your past. Or your person. Between us, I tried braiding my beard last year. Didn't go very well. Um, roll a charisma, or yeah, just like a straight charisma check. <laughs> okay. Uh, do I get? So I have actor. Do I get advantage? Um, I mean, you are playing a role. I'll give it to you. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> oh, geez, that's uh, twenty-one. Yeah, she snorts like just, just snorts. <laughs> And then she kind of gives you a, a serious look uh, and says, don't go telling any of the other guards about that. They um, they might not find it as funny as me. Yeah, he, he cracks a little smile and then, and then gets back to his stoic nature and nods. Uh, and as uh, she gestures towards <clears throat> the, um, you know, the door, uh, assuming you'd be familiar. Um, but uh, she says, uh, make your way to the Guards' quarters. Your regular bunk is open. Uh, someone will be by to give you your uh, your orders and uh, where will you, where you'll be stationed. So uh, make your way inside. Thank you, Captain. And he'll walk into the door. Um, when you go inside, do you um? Wh- where do you go? Uh, you see Embers in her disguise sitting there. Um, well, I'm, I mean, I'm supposed to wait, right? So I'll wait. Oh, no, um, she actually didn't tell you to wait. Oh, she's, uh, I know she said, that my normal bunk is, is there, so yeah. I guess I'll just wander into the, uh, you know, where those would be. Okay. Um, well, you saw Embers's um, map, so you would, I think, have a pretty good idea of the layout. Uh, and I can whoop, pull you over to the prison map on roll 20, if you want. Uh, should be loading. There you go. Whoa. Uh, so, Embers, you are inside here. Uh, Vert, you've just come in. Tuppence and... Well, Tuppence, actually, you're being carted basically into the storage area. Uh, you- which is way over here. Can you ping where Embers and I are again? I just got it pulled up. Oh, yep. Uh, up here at the top. The top. Uh, okay, I see. Thank you. Yep. 
Uh, and then Tuppence has been carted over to the storage area on kind of the west side of the prison. Uh, and uh, Vert, based on what you know of the uh, prison layout, the guard quarters would be over here kind of on the east side. Yeah, I think when Vert comes in, Embers would just say, Hey, you, Grey Mantle. And he'll look at Embers. You been here before? Yes, ma'am. Show me where it's supposed to go. You're supposed to wait here, right? I, I um, You wouldn't have necessarily heard that, because that was am I in the courtyard to, area. Was I supposed to wait here, or was I supposed to... You were supposed to wait here. Yeah, he was okay. not. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. You got different orders. <laughs> I, I got mixed up. Sorry. It's okay. I also got mixed up. <laughs> so I guess I'll yeah I'll start heading towards the uh, guards' quarters then. Okay. We're all so nervous. <laughs> um, you start making your way there, and you come across um, like an iron portcullis that's set into the wall uh, that you would have to pass. But there's a guard on the other side who kind of sees you coming, uh, gives you a nod, and uh, opens it up for you so that you can go in. Uh, and you kind of have to repeat the pro the process as you follow along the hallway mm -hmm. uh, and come to another iron portcullis, but a guard on the other side opens it up for you, uh, and there you're able to make your way to the guard's quarters. Uh, and we will get into more of that in a minute. Um, Elwyn, finally, she calls for Elena Iron Pot. I look around uh, for a second, and then remember that's me. <laughs> Over. Oh, um, can you uh, roll for me that Arcana check mm -hmm. as you come into the courtyard area? Uh, natural twenty. Okay, um, that is an apt roll because the spell that has been ritually cast into the floor of this courtyard is a oh no it's a cleric spell it's not a uh oh, it's not a druid druid well anyways you recognize it perhaps there's a situation where a similar thing would have been used in alveria uh it is a permanent zone of truth spell. Well, i have zone of truth on my necklace now i think hmm. don't i you might i do i thought i did yes i do um cool yeah i figured Mm-hmm. Uh, and she, as you come in, says, Sorry for the wait. I know it's been a long wait and it's cold out there, but past this place, warmth awaits, I assure you. I'm no stranger uh, to the cold. She nods and says, You'll get along well here, then. Um, to start, state your name. Uh, and before you answer, I need that wisdom saving throw. Okay. I don't trust any of my dice. I'll use the same one. I just... Come on, baby. Okay, dirty 20. Nope, okay. 21. Um, She looks you hard in the eye and says, state your name. I was going to ask if I could have advantage on it since I knew the spell was there, but it doesn't matter now. Uh, if you'd failed and then made that argument, I would have given you a <laughs> Yeah. Uh. Melina Iron Pot. Very good. And your purpose here in the prison? Well, I'm to be the head cook, aren't I? She nods. Yes, indeed. Um, 
last cook uh, left on not so glorious terms. So, uh, hope you're able to fill those shoes and then some. Feels uh, like a low bar. <laughs> yeah, she kind of like gives you a acknowledging tilt of the head. Um, like, uh, you've just scored a point. <laughs> um, and then she says, finally, a, uh, a detail about your past. It can be anything. Well, you know, I used to run my own tavern. Till it went up a flame. I had heard that. Um, well, hopefully better luck here then. Very good. Try to stay um, away from the fire. The door into the prison is just there, and she points um, to a door that... Um, You've seen your friends go through. Mm. Um, And she says, once into the prison, take a right, uh, go down the hallway um, until you uh, can smell the smell of foods cooking, and then you'll know you're at the kitchen. Uh, Your sous chef should be waiting for you there. Aye. Uh, And she kind of moves to the door, but like holds it open to let you in. So, leave. (laughs) Yep. Uh, she then follows behind you and closes the door, uh, but she moves to then go talk to Embers. Okay. Can I um drag my feet a bit when I'm like around the corner just to kind of listen to see what they talk about to make sure mm-hmm. Embers isn't in trouble? Yeah, yeah. Uh, roll a perception check and we'll sure. just see how things go. Sure. Oh, what's my bonus again? Nine. Nine. Um, yeah, it's, there's a lot of sound going on in this prison. Um, and it's a bit overwhelming because it all kind of echoes in the stone walls and stuff. Can I have advantage because I knew about the zone of truth? (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, and finally, uh, Tuppence, you don't actually have any trials to pass, especially since you're invisible. Uh, but you feel your box being set down. Uh, and then hear the retreating sound of footsteps. Um, you kind of look out through the, the little peephole that was made in the crate, uh, and it seems like you're in a dark room all to yourself. Okay. Um, can I fit through one of the holes? Um, the crate would have to... been basically made so that you can pop it open from the inside. Okay, great. And then I'll get out and try to see around what's in there. Uh, does Tuppence have dark vision? I don't believe so. So, if I don't hear anything, maybe I'll uh, cast a light. Uh, no, don't do that. You'll lose your invisibility. Oh, that's true. I can't do dancing lights with it. Okay. So, I can't see. It's, it's dark in the room. Oh, or just in the... Are you saying it's dark in the room or dark in the crate? So I can't dark in the it. room. It was dark in the crate, and okay. it's dark in the room. You have a okay. candle in your inventory. <laughs> um, little tiny baby pixie candle. Sorry, it's like yeah, a birthday candle. <laughs> light it around. Um, I'm not really sure. I want to light a candle in here yet, not knowing if I'm truly alone. Uh, so I think I, maybe I will. Um, Fly very, fly very slowly until I can feel the ceiling, mm-hmm. and then try to find my way to the door. Okay. Um, as your eyes kind of adjust to the dark, you can't really see 
in the dark, but you do manage to like, you fly up to the ceiling, your eyes start to adjust and you kind of look around and try and get your bearings. Um, and there is like a, a little bit of light coming in under the crack of what looks like, um, I know on the map, it's uh, like a metal portcullis, but this one would probably just be like a heavy uh, wooden door. Uh, and there's a little bit of light coming in under the crack of that. So you can, you can find the door. Okay. The All right. So I'll fly down and see if I can squeeze underneath it. Okay. Uh, roll an acrobatics check. Ooh, nat 20! Okay. Woo. Yeah. You woo, wiggle your way through uh, and you squeeze out onto the other side invisibly right at the feet of another guard <laughs> um, who seems to be guarding the storage room uh, and he's picking his nose a little bit. <laughs> um. Roll a, roll a stealth check at advantage. Okay. Okay. 19. Stealth, stealth, stealth. Um, so that's a 22. Okay. Yep. You slip under the guard's legs unnoticed. Okay. Um, knowing that uh, Elwyn slash Alina is a cook, I'll try to sniff my way to the kitchen. <laughs> okay. Um, you don't have to go terribly far because it's like the next door down the hallway to the left. You can smell the smells of food cooking wafting out from another underneath another one of those like heavy wooden doors, basically. Um, Elwyn, how long did you stick around to try and listen for embers? Well, once it became clear that I wouldn't be able to really hear anything, then I'll continue on my way okay uh then probably you would see elwyn coming down the hall in your direction in her disguise okay so I'll fly over and land on her shoulder oh is that, is that you okay yeah act normal act natural I do not have a pixie on my shoulder. <laughs> Nobody look at me. Sounds like a country song. <laughs> pixie on my shoulder makes me happy. <laughs> Especially an invisible one. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm just here if you, if you need me. Okay. Boy, am I glad you're here. Um, Elwyn, you come to the door this uh, sort of heavy wooden door. There's no guard post posted outside this one. Uh, you can see a guard a little ways down the hallway who is wiping his hand on his trousers. Ew. Um, <laughs> uh, but there's no guard posted outside the kitchen. Um, and you can smell the smells of food wafting uh, from underneath the door and hear the clangs of pots and pans from inside. Okay. Um, I'll poke my head in. Okay. Um, you see a uh, human man. Uh, he's a, he's very young, uh, probably like 19 or um, 20 or something like that, um, with kind of like red curly hair on the top of his head um, and a little bit of like an attempt at a beard, an attempt at a mustache type of thing going on. Um and he turns around, and as soon as he sees you, he scowls. But it's it's like an unintentional scowl, and then he kind of like tries to correct that, but it's too late. Like his initial reaction was there, and he kind of like uh, 
washes his hands in a nearby sink, dries them off, and like comes over to you and says, I take it you're the the new head chef? I. Well, uh, I'm Gerald, Gerald Harmson. Uh, I guess I'm your sous chef. Gerald, what? Harmson? Harmson. Harmson. Okay. Like he harms sons. Yep, he he harms son. <laughs> the son of harm. The son of harm. <laughs> oh boy. Like with a name like that, I'm glad they brought me into this place. Or you'd be killing everyone in this whole penitentiary. What? No. <laughs> My dad's name was Har- <sighs> never mind. Uh was it Iron Pot? Yeah. You can call me Elena, or just L. Um, well, I'm gonna call you Chef Ironpot if it's okay. Well, fine. Well, now, what's uh, the I'm, long faced for? Uh, I'm in the middle of um, preparing the afternoon meal. Um, little little shorthanded on my own these past few weeks, so um, it's too late to change the menu, though. Like, it is what it is for today. I mean, you can start making all the changes you want, I guess, after today, but... Can I make an insight check? Mm-hmm. What's this dude's deal? 28. 28. Um, Fucking good at insight, you guys. Yes. You take it, a look around the kitchen. Um, like, you, you let yourself bathe in kind of, like, the smells of the room. Um... You look at the like the state of the the dishes, like the cutlery that he's using, um, and like the the way that he has prepared his kitchen, um, and things are like pretty neat and orderly. Um, like it's not a big mess. Um, the smells of this food are good. Um, if you had to guess, you think he wanted your job. I think as he kind of flounders, I'll fold my arms and kind of try to stand up a little straighter and I'll say, now listen here, son. If you and I are going to work together, I want to get one thing straight first. Just because they brought me in here as head chef doesn't mean I'm trying to take any of your work from you. Looks like you've got a fine thing going here and I don't mean to step on any toes. Let's see how well you can pull off dinner tonight, and then we'll talk about what needs to change. Uh, his jaw drops a little bit. Um, can you roll a persuasion check? Sure. Let's do this. Uh, 17. Okay. Um, yeah, his, his jaw, like I said, it dropped a little bit, but he kind of like picks it up. Um, after a moment, and then he, he kind of nods his head and says, "Okay, okay, all right, uh, yeah, just watch. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. I've got a great menu planned, really nutritionally ba- balanced. Uh, okay, uh, all right. Are Show you just me gonna watch? No, I'll help. I'll help. You need an extra set of hands, right? Let's go. Okay, yeah. And he kind of um, like sets uh, sets to it with a little bit of um, yeah, kind of like a whole reversed attitude." Um, uh, and he starts to like show you around the kitchen and show you what he's doing. Um, 
But does, are you going to do anything? But does Owen know how to cook? <laughs> that's what we're about to find out. That's we are about to find oh, out. Oh I no. mean, she she was raised as a very pampled noble for a hundred years, but then she's been on her own for a while. So I, uh, my headcanon is that she's a decent cook. She has a good understanding of nature and medicine and herbs, but she doesn't eat meat. So, <laughs> so it'll be interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah. The dish that he's preparing um, would definitely include some meat. So there's that. Um, just trying to, you don't have like proficiency with cook's utensils, do you? I do not. Okay. But I, I do have a proficiency with an herbalism kit, which is kind of like making spices, right? Okay, I'm picturing Tuppy as being like Remy. <laughs> Can Tuppence cook? No, no, Can don't put that on there. Cook? Well, I think That's I would. Really funny. I, you know, being from the Feywild, you know, it's going to be different, whatever she makes. That's but. true. I do you have proficiency in nature. You could always help. The help action yeah. for real. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was about to say is if yeah. Tuppence wants to uh, ratatouille this, uh, <laughs> um, you can you can give Elwyn advantage on um, just trying to decide what sort of role a cooking role would be. Mm -hmm. I know, I'm saving my bardic inspirations for when we roll. I need it, not in the kitchen. Yeah, don't, you don't have to give me a bardic inspiration. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to call it a That'll flat help. d20 roll, but you can have advantage with Tuppence ratatouilleing you. Mm. Okay. Just a flat D twenty roll, no like intelligence or wisdom or anything. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh boy. Okay. Well, let's see here. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Eleven. Eleven. Okay. Um, there are a couple times where as uh, you're kind of assisting this young man preparing in preparing the meal. Um, like he gives you a funny look, like he's looking at you sideways and, uh, you're like just chopping vegetables and he's like looking at your cuts. Uh, and like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he seems to be judging you a little bit. Um, and then like, would, I don't know if Elwin would like refuse to like handle the meat. Oh yeah. Well, I think that she would try like to a, be tactful about it. And try to be like, how about you do that part? Show me what you can do, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And just like avoid touching it at all costs. <laughs> yeah, it seems like he picks up a little bit on your squeamishness. Um, but yeah, between between the two of you, you throw together a decent afternoon meal. Um, I do have to ask, though, because this preparation will probably take the full hour of invisibility. Is Tuppence going to... What's Tuppence's plan as her invisibility starts to run out? Okay, um, is, okay, she'll probably hide, uh, it's probably dangerous, but she'll see if there's an empty pot somewhere in a corner, so go hide in the pot. Okay, there's plenty, there's like, there's plenty of pots in here that you could hide in, yeah. Um, I feel like so I, I might have apron pockets big enough for you to hide in as well. That's also a possibility. Um, okay. So with that, uh, we'll shift over, I think, to, uh, 
Who wants to who wants to go? Embers or Vert? I'm very curious to find out what this talk is about. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um Captain Ethra mm-hmm. uh comes back in with uh Elwyn in her disguise and it kind of sends Elwyn off down the corridor. Um and says Right. Um I've got to give you a tour of the prison facilities and then take you to the officers' quarters to get your equipment and such. Um uh we'll start with the equipment, I think, and then go from there. Uh and so she leads you uh to the left through that portcullis. Um past a big heavy iron door uh that from your previous knowledge of the prison you know is the warden's office. Mm-hmm. Uh to um the next sort of portcullis door, uh through which you can see an armory filled with sort of the suits of armor and and weaponry of the guards. Um, yeah, and she takes you in, uh, kind of, I guess would have to take some basic measurements and kind of get you a suit of um, sergeant's armor, mm-hmm. uh, which is all, I know that uh, Embers isn't proficient necessarily <laughs> with that, but... Um, um. Uh, Embers is proficient in weaver's tools. I mean, measuring in, it's like clothing and stuff. It's what she does. Oh, no, I, I mean the uh, like wearing oh, of the armor the itself. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so you might feel a bit awkward in the armor itself, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you're definitely with your weaver's tools able to do the sizing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and she kind of steps back and looks at you and says, it's odd to say, but I thought you'd wear it better. That I think um, Ember says, is that another crack about my fitness for duty? Um, how do how do you, how does Ember's want her to take that? Is it like a intimidation sort of thing? No, um. Embers is trying. Embers is trying to play up to the role of what she's heard. I and see. Trying and trying to give this woman what she expects. I see. Um, she shakes her head and says, "No, no, you wouldn't. Uh, you wouldn't be here if we thought you were unfit for duty. Trust me on that. I know you may have been told that this is a punishment, but we're hoping you can look at it as a sort of uh, redemption, a, a chance to." Find your way back to where you ought to be. Hmm. Uh, and she kind of like comes over and awkwardly puts a hand on, or well, uh, I mean, you're in you're in armor and kind of like wearing it awkwardly, so it won't be like yeah. on fur or anything like that, but on your yeah. shoulder, um, and says, "Listen, nobody here wants you to fail. All right." I'm sorry for being testy earlier. I know that. She waves her hand. We deal with all types here. Um, I've seen officers come in with worse attitudes than yours, and she gives you a smile. We'll make a good officer out of you yet. Don't you worry. Uh, And then she uh, takes you out of this room um, and kind of back 
down the hallway that you already came through, um, past the kitchen where you can hear the sounds of, of pots and pans and you can smell the, the wafting smell of the foods. Um, uh, and when you get sort of in front of that storage room area, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, she pauses um, to kind of give you a view of the prison yard itself. And Embers, this is a view that is familiar to you. Um, so you can kind of like look out on this sort of like flagstone central area, uh, which is kind of lined on all sides by these cells. Um, and in the center of the cells, uh, there is this tower that rises up above it all and watches over the entire prison. Um, I will say on the map, the cells, uh, it only shows one level of cells, but there is in front of each of these sets of cells a um, uh, like a, a metal uh, set of walkways and stairs. So there are cells stacked kind of on top of each other, rising up about three levels, and then the tower kind of rises up above all of that. Um, so there are, and as you look into the cells, you can also, I think, probably begin to recognize a few people who you've seen before. Um, yeah, many of the prisoners have not changed. Um, uh, and she kind of gestures out that way and says, this is where we keep the majority of the prisoners. Um, obviously, as an officer, you'll all, your duties will also include our higher security prisoners. We can go over that later. Um, I'll get you your list of duties, uh, but before any of that, I, I just want to take you to the officer's quarters and give you a chance to settle in. Uh, and so she takes you further down the hall, um, until you get to, uh, this portcullis here, mm -hmm. uh, and kind of guides you into what is actually a very nice interior. It's like this um, tiled floor area um, with a lot of different individual doors. Um, so you can see that each of the officers kind of has their own bunk room. It's none of the rooms are big, but it's like their own space with like a desk and a chest and a decent bed. Um, uh, and she takes you into one of these rooms. Uh, it doesn't really matter which, so you can just move embers into whichever one you feel like. Um, and says, right, this is where you'll be living for the duration of your stay here with us. Um, you can store your personal belongings in the chest, uh, use the desk for any sort of reading or writing or um, paperwork you might need to fill out. Um, for now, uh, spend some time, just rest, settle in, and uh, like I said, I'll get your duty, you your list of duties uh, later today so that you can start getting to those uh but then she says before you go though i do have one thing i need to hand to you and she uh reaches she fishes into her pocket and pulls out a green gemstone that has kind of like a faint inner light uh and she extends her hand with it literally to be paid isn't it uh, this this is not your payment. This is um, something you'll need to access the higher security area down below. Now, you only have a sergeant's clearance, so you'll only be able to pass into areas marked by uh, the green security wards. But uh, if you ever need to access the higher areas, you can speak with a lieutenant or with me, and we can arrange for that to happen. 
We can go over the high security area later, though. Uh, and she kind of uh, just says, for now, take this. And like I said, settle in, spend some time in here just getting all set up, and uh, I'll come back with some orders later. Yes, ma'am. Good. Uh, and she gives a curt nod and turns with like a billow of the cape and walks away. Yeah. Um, Embers immediately takes off this ill-fitting armor mm -hmm. and puts it in a chest and locks it. Hopefully it locks. Uh, it does, and there's a little key there that you can yeah. turn and, and then, then put then it in your pocket. Since she's got some privacy, just adjusts her disguise cap to make it look like she's wearing the armor. Smart. Smart, smart. Um, and then, Vert, when you kind of close the door on the officer's chamber, uh, would you roll for me a d10 and we'll see who's in there at the moment? Or not the officer's chamber, sorry, just the guard's chamber. A three. A three. Um, so the, the guard's chamber is, um, unlike the officer's quarters not a private space. There are basically just bunks set out along the walls. Um, it looks like there is like one chest to each bunk. Uh, so there's probably um, one of those that you can put personal stuff into. Um, most of the bunks look like they are taken, but there is one that looks like it's been made up nicely. Um, the chest is um, open and there's probably a basic set of guard equipment in there, um, as well as, um, no, I guess that would be it. Just like a basic set of guard equipment. Um, but the room is occupied by one guard who's just kind of, uh, laying down on her bunk. And as you come in, uh, she sits up, um, it's, uh, a human woman. Um, and she's got like a, a very like sharp glance as she looks at you. Like, um, it looks like she's the type of person who has kind of like an astute perception. Um, she kind of sits up and like, you can see, you can almost see like her eyes focus on you. Um, uh, and she kind of, uh, gives you a look up and down and says, well, nice to see you again, Grim. Welcome back. You could harm someone that looks like that. Uh, she smiles a bit. <laughs> uh, well, you know me. Um, can't really turn off the old eyes. Yeah, he like nods and kind of surveys the room and looks for what should what could be his bunk. Um, she says she she points over towards the one that's got like a a, med, a made up bedspread and says, "I think you're over there. Um, you know the the regular spot." Nods, walks over there and kind of. Are there like nameplates or anything, or is it just like people uh, know no. who are there, where they're sleeping and that's that? Mm -hmm. Okay, so he, I think um, he'll he'll just kind of act trying to act familiar with the space and do like a little bit maybe like just like a once around the room to see how messy things are like if it's like you know who he's who he's dealing with now and mm -hmm. you know if maybe he, like if there's something's out of place he might like shift things around a little bit and make some discontent um, noises 
Yeah, uh, this this woman who's kind of now sitting up on her bed, cross-legged, watching you, uh, says, "What you checking for?" Just seeing who I'm working with this time. That's a pretty good crew. Um, couple of regulars, couple of newbies. You know how it goes. Can you roll a deception check? Sure. Natural twenty. Oh snap! Okay. Um. I am she... Grim Grey Mantle. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, she she is watching you very closely, but like when you say that, she kind of just smiles and nods and then kind of goes back to like laying on the bed and relaxing. Um, and then once he gets maybe like halfway through his little walk around, um, he'll say... So, anything new? Um, when were you last here? I can't remember. Or at least... Hmm. Well, because I was off for a little while. And when was the last time we were on shift together? Anyways. Oh, jeez. It's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, at least at least a couple of years, but... um, Yeah, what's new? What's new? Um... She kind of rolls over so that she can face you, but she's still, like, laying down on the bed, and she props herself up a little bit. Well, um, I hear we got a new sergeant. Um, Met her on the boat. How'd she seem? Upset. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd wondered if that might be the case. I, I heard some, I don't know, some weird stuff about how she got transferred here. But um, eh, maybe she'll get assigned to a different shift, eh? Maybe. We can only hope. Uh, what else? Um, no. Oh, if you just came in, you probably saw the new prisoner. There have been rumors going on about them for a little while. Uh. Oh. Uh. The old cook. Uh, retired. Um, you know finally gave in to old age and just left but um took long enough oh yeah apparently though here's here's the rumor um before she before she left she apparently did something a little bit foul to old Arias Greymantle's uh last meal that she served him so that's what they're saying I don't normally like rumors but humor me what did you hear Oh, I don't really know the details, but that, I mean, people have been speculating like she's for everything from she's spatting it to, I don't know, like rat feces. So mm. there's, a, there's a lot of guesses. Chocolate pie. <laughs> well, I guess that's one way to go out. Good thing. Yeah. They're, good thing they're well, not a prisoner now, huh? They must have not done anything too foul. Yeah, I uh, I don't, I don't know if. Hmm. Well, I mean, I guess it is Arias. You never know, but jailing someone for that—I mean, it's it's nasty for sure. But I don't know. I I, I don't even know if he'd do that. But either way, it, new cook could be good. People like to make things personal, you know. She nods. Um, yeah, I think that's about all I got. I haven't been on for too much longer. Uh, myself. 
a couple weeks. Okay. So, where do you think needs the most help right now? Um, she kind of gives you a strange look and then points over towards the wall where there's like uh, a board and there's some papers pinned up to it. Uh, your shift will be on there. Right, I mean, but where do you think? Been here for a couple of weeks now? I mean, the etiquette of thing, the things others? are kind of running smoothly, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, she um she like pulls out a like a like a wicker ball and starts tossing it up in the air and catching it on her bunk. Okay. Yeah, he'll uh kind of put his stuff down next to the bunk and finish doing his little round and then walk over to the shift schedule and get a glance at it. Um Yeah. So your first shift looks like it's going to be this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um Guarding uh, the prisoners as they have their lunch. So, okay. And um, can I like try and, based off what I see on the the schedule, guess what her who she is? Uh, yeah, because I mean, you could see who is off duty at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks like based on that, uh, she is someone called Mirabelle. Okay. Yep. All right. Sounds good to me. Peter Bell. Um, and you can see also that she gets a lot of like, um, like, uh, wall watch and like, um, tower watch duties. Um, that sort of thing is very frequent in her schedule. Yeah, I think uh, Grimmel probably just kept himself for a little bit. Um, so how how long until he has to go to the his first shift? Um, probably like in like a couple hours, like yeah. two hours or so. Yeah, I guess. Um, once he gets his stuff kind of, uh, you know, put away and whatever, then he'll he'll even just start walking around, taking kind okay. of just matching what he's studied and what like embers has told him and stuff like that and kind of just like putting one and one together um you know being a lay, lay of the land a little bit roll a charisma check um okay just to sort of play your part and ah. uh look like you belong that is a 30 20 30 20 okay um yeah you, like as you as you go around you start to see like not a lot of guards are just like up wandering around and like looking at things, but um, nobody seems to question you too much. And, um, you know, with the right nods and like the right, um, you know, looks at your fellow guards and things like that, um, you are able to pretty much walk around the main area and survey it. Um, is there anything you're looking for in particular? Mm, let's see. It's like how structured everything is and like like I said like sort of how everything matches to what I've you know what we've researched um and just kind of like I just see things for myself okay um I mean from what you can see yeah like 
everything seems to match up pretty well with Embers's drawing the map that she drew for you. Um, I also want to, within this two-hour span, that might not be enough, but also just kind of count the number of times the um, where I think the high security area... Do I have an idea of where that might be, actually? Maybe uh, I don't. So Shay Hexwing that was, Oh, yeah, he did. There's two, two there's, ways down. Yeah, that's right. Okay, that's right. Yep. Uh, one of them is in supposedly in the warden's office, and right. the other one is uh, in the dragon's open-roofed chamber. That's right. So I'll just kind of count the number of times that area or, yeah, those areas get accessed. Uh, you don't see anyone go in and out of the warden's office. Uh, and okay. in the two hours that you kind of watch those areas, you only occasionally see someone go in and out of the uh, dragon's chamber. And when they do, it's always an officer. Okay. And like, is there, I'm trying to like, I guess, can I take, get an idea of like what the protocol is? Like if they have like certain steps they take to get author um, authorized or whatever. Roll a, roll an insight check. Oh man. I'm not very good at these. Like somebody I know. Uh, it's not terrible. The 13 plus it said insight. Oh, plus five. Okay. Five. That's pretty good. Oh, cause I'm proficient. That <laughs> seems like a lot. Uh, so what is that? Uh, 18? 18, yes. Um, so what you gather from sort of the brief amount of time that you're able to watch this, and so you're not going to get a ton, even with that roll, but what you do gather is that everyone you see come and go from that sort of dragon hold area where you know the uh, path to the high security area exists um, always comes and goes in pairs. So there's always two officers, never just one. Good to know. Okay. Okay. Uh, who, do we, who do we want to shift to next? Does anyone have something they want to do? I think the only thing I can think of is, as I have a chance, I want to see, I want to take stock of what ingredients are in the kitchen, um, especially like what kind of herbs and plants and stuff um, that are being used, just in case if I wanted to like, you know, accidentally say overdose someone or give someone the runs or something, inconvenience someone. Uh, okay, roll a nature check then. Sure. And I do have history of knowing plants in my background. Um, in fact, I will give you advantage because in particular you know the plants of snowy regions. Oh, yes. As a matter of fact, I do. Thank goodness for that advantage. Snowy. Snowy plants. Snowy plants. <laughs> uh, okay, nature. So, 25. Okay. Uh, most of the herbs and spices and things in here are probably um, pretty... I mean, they're pretty standard cooking fare. You're not going to be able to do anything too malicious with them. 
But I think every kitchen has a few things um, as part of the stock that could be used to give someone an upset stomach, give someone, like you said, the runs. <laughs> um, probably not to the extent that you could like fully poison someone right. or anything and like that, but you've got the materials you need that you could inconvenience someone greatly. Yeah, if, you if I needed to take someone off the map for an hour or two. Mm -hmm. You could do it. Okay, it's good to know. Okay. Um, Elwyn, you and uh, the sous chef, whose name I, I can't keep all my NPCs Harmson. straight. Harmson is the last name. Yes, Gerald. Gerald, um, Gerald Harmson, get this meal prepared uh, and um, a uh, an officer, probably like a sergeant, but not not embers in her disguise, uh, and a couple of the other guards, the lower-ranking guards, uh, come in and kind of start helping you wheel out carts, you know, with this food, over to the prisoner dining area, which is all the way over here on the east side, uh, wow. next to the guard chambers. Great. That'll give me a nice chance to survey the the prison landscape too on the way over there and you do get um when you pass sort of this northern stairway area um you do get that glance into sort of the central panopticon area where all the cells and the tower are um is there anything we, you want to look for in particular do we know where um ignis's pen is uh according to embers's map it was down in sort of the southeastern oh, corner see. okay um yeah i think i actually want to keep an eye on like what guards are on duty and what their positions are what their like patrol routes mm -hmm. look, look like okay roll a perception check sure my perception rolls have been real bad tonight for some reason i think i rolled a two three and a four your insight's <laughs> been good though so there's that thank goodness um this is a 10 okay um the only thing that you gather is that there are pretty much constant patrols going around the sort of inner ring hallway um and there's guards posted at pretty much every one of the like major doors and things like that, um, as well as these stairways down into the central courtyard that holds the cells and the tower. Um, I'd yeah. also like to look for any signs of rodent activity. Mm. What was your? What was the total of your roll? Was it ten? It was ten. Uh, I don't think you see anything just yet. Okay. You can look maybe again later, but Definitely as you're kind of doing your later. <laughs> walk, wheeling the cart, you don't see anything like that. Okay, okay. Uh, Tuppence, did, did you try and want to try and go with Elwyn? Um, I was thinking that maybe I could have snuck on one of those carts. Mm -hmm. uh, you totally can. I just need a stealth check. Okay. Uh, could I have casted the Wind Nexus blessing thing before got here and everybody like in the morning before we left you mean the temporary hp mm -hmm. you could but you'd all be swirling with winds 
Mm, okay. It's so it's not exactly visible. subtle. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind then. Uh, my stealth check was seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. Definitely enough to beat Gerald's passive perception. <laughs> you managed to zoom into one of these carts. Okay. So, do, 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 do. so we're going. The carts are going into like a area you said with tables and chairs mm -hmm. for feeding everybody. Uh, and when you come into that area, you see that it is staffed by uh, a couple of guards, but one of them is uh, Vert in his disguise. Did you say okay. your cell check was a 17? Mm -hmm. That meets my passive perception. So does that mean I know she's she's there? Uh, yeah, I think you'd be aware. Yeah. Great. Unless, okay, so I'll yeah, you'd be aware. just like, hi. <laughs> just so I know where she's at. Wink, wink. Okay. Wink, wink. There is definitely not a pixie on my food cart. Pixie <laughs> <laughs> um, on my food cart makes me happy. Okay, so um, if I'm in there and I see Vert, Vert, uh, what what does his uniform look like? Is there any way I could sneak into a pocket or pouch or so? Um, could we have planned for this and altered some of our disguises so that Tuppence had, like, a little spot that she could hang out? I, either in, like, the backside of my beard or something, or, like, in a hat? Yeah. If we're wearing, like, a wig or something. Have, you could absolutely spend one of your points to say that each one of your disguises includes a place for Tuppence to roost. Aww. And kind of hide within know. the disguise. Is that okay, everybody? Do you mind if we use our first flashback point yeah, for that? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I will write um, that down. <laughs> so just just Aww. for the scene, there's not going to be a role for this one because I, I think this one's easy enough. But like, for the sake of the scene, uh, where in all of your various potential places to set flashbacks did you do this preparation? Was this something you did in Amber Hearth? Was it uh, well, along the road while you were in Twin Towns, while you were in Fymir on I mean, the train? We probably did it last night because we didn't get our disguises right. until we got last here. Last night in Grey Barrow? Yeah. yeah. So when we were getting sized up and fitted and stuff like that, then we probably had a discussion um, along the lines of, you know, since Tuppets isn't a disguise, she's going to need a place that she can safely hang out for long periods of time. Why not in our disguises? And then mm -hmm. with, with Embers' skills at with Weaver's tools, she was probably able to do some fancy tricks. So um, last night in the barking eel, you stayed up a couple hours to sew a couple yep. secret places into each disguise. Yep. And secret, yep, secret pockets. Sweet. Secret so, tunnels. So secret maybe tunnels. as <laughs> maybe as pockets. he's patrolling, I'll use Mage Hand to kind of so tug on his arm or something. Actually, as he by. Um, right when I see. Uh, Elwyn come in, I would have sent, I would have used message and sent her a message to say, like, just to say, how's it going? And then also give her a chance to tell me if anything needs to be known. Yeah. And I'll just say, um, kitchen looks fully staffed. Uh, Tuppy's in my cart. <laughs> um, with message, I guess I can pull the scope belt. Do I need to, like, do I need to see the, I guess, no, can I don't. make a perception check? Just, oh, if I don't, then I can just like just send a message. You know the direction. Yeah, yeah you okay. point in the. You do point in the direction, though. So there's like a somatic component. Yeah, so I'll just subtly point in the direction, and then I'll uh, send a message to Tuppence. 
and say, um, if you want, I can come get you at some point. Great. I feel like Horton hears a who. I am here, I am here, I am here! <laughs> so maybe I'm positioned such that I can, like, walk by the cart in opposite directions and then give Tuppence a chance to, like, I can maybe sleight of hand get Tuppence with me and then she can crawl into okay. the... Roll a sleight of hand check. Can do. Uh, let's see here. Sleight of hand. Uh, that is a 25. 25. Plus mm. nine. <laughs> Why is your sleight of hand so good? Because I have uh, gloves of thievery. Uh, That's right. Um, as you uh, scoop up tuppence, um, you do notice that the attending officer, uh, who's this kind of like grizzled and maybe a little bit scarred uh, human woman, um. She looks like she's got the, the marks of a sergeant. Um, is walking towards you. Uh, and she's kind of got a little bit of a... Not not a, like a scowl, but like a furrowed brow um, mm. on her face as she comes towards you. Okay, so I'll just... If you, if she's like making eye contact with me, then I'll just stop yeah. and... You do stand, manage to scoop up to, Tuppence. Yeah, though. stand at attention and wait for her. Uh, she comes over and she kind of gets a look at you and says... Grim Grey Mantle. Hi. What were you muttering over there to yourself about? Just hoping I didn't have the same experience last time, Sergeant. She kind of narrows her eyes and says, What do you mean? And he, he leans in a little bit. There was a few times where lunch didn't sit with me very well, Sergeant. Be back. Um... She, uh... My apologies. Yeah, I don't think you need to roll a deception check, because she kind of, like, slowly nods and says, Yeah, I heard the rumors about the previous cook. Rough way to exit. Rough way to exit. Right it was. Um, and <laughs> she kind of gives you a look and says... Right. Well, no muttering to yourself when the prisoners are in here. They might take it as a sign of weakness, and we can't have that. No. Do a, a curt nod and stand at attention and kind of survey the prisoners again. At ease, uh, as you were. Uh, and she dismisses you and then kind of goes back to where she can sort of survey the rest of the, like, the entire room. Um, and with lunch set up, uh, guards do start to bring in prisoners in like small groups of five at a time uh, to kind of grab a meal off the cart and uh, start to eat. Meanwhile, uh, Embers, mm -hmm. the captain, whose name I will remember, Ethra? Mm -hmm. Um... Ethra or Ethra? Ethra, isn't it? I think it was Ethra. Ethra, it is. Okay. Um, Ethra comes back and uh, finds you settled in uh, in your spot and says, Right, I can see you've settled in well here. Um, are you ready for a quick tour of the 
high security area? Yes, ma'am. Very well. Uh, and she guides you uh, out of the um, officer's chambers and kind of down into the panopticon courtyard mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, down to the south through another like big iron gate that looks like uh, it probably has to be like cranked to open up uh, from positions up on the top wall uh, because otherwise it'd just be too big or heavy um, then leads you to the left uh, through a portcullis uh, inside of which there's like a small stable area Mm-hmm. There's only like one horse occupying it right now, but um, you can see that it could probably hold several at a time. Um, out another portcullis, and finally uh, into a big open, like uh, open to the sky stone chamber, um, which is this one, the uh, the dragon hold. Um, and as you come into the dragon hold, let me find my description of this area. Because there's a little bit more than what's there on the map. Um, here we go. Uh, dragon's chamber. There we go. Uh, this wide chamber has no roof and contains uh, a spiral staircase that descends downward. Uh, in the part of the room that kind of tapers to a, a smaller point. Uh, so this area at the back here. Mm-hmm. Um, there is also kind of more in the center of the room. Uh, what looks like a series of metal interlocking plates. Um, and it looks like these plates might have some means of moving. Um and as you kind of look around the room, um, you see that there is actually, there's like a big lever on one of the walls that looks way too big and heavy for anyone of your size and stature to be able to manipulate. It's probably designed to be pushed by the dragon itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and these metal plates that probably then, uh, you know, move aside when the lever is is thrown uh, seem to be covering a downward vertical um, shaft that the dragon would presumably use to reach the high security area. Uh, But for people of your size and stature, there is a descending spiral stone staircase. And the captain ushers you in that direction. Is the dragon here? No. Okay. Not at the moment. Okay. We're going to switch maps. Uh, and I'll have to see you. Did I place you on this map? No, I have not. So it should all be dark at the moment. Yeah, I don't see anything. Let me, let me grab your token so that I can, you should actually be able to see. Um, you're going to want to be near the bottom of the map. Yep. Yep. I see now. Okay. Um, you come out into a chamber that is lit by electronic lights. Uh, kind of on these stone walls Uh, and to the left and right of you you can see these glowing uh, like magical force field walls which are projected uh, kind of to fill the entire space of the hallway there's one to your left that is green and one to your right that is red Um, and the captain kind of following behind you says right this is um, 
the high security area. You need that stone I gave you. You've got it on you? Yes. Where do I use it? Uh, and she gestures to the left door. Uh, and near the door, there's sort of a... Uh, like a green crystal area set into the wall, mm. and she kind of motions towards that and says, tap the stone against that. Okay, Embers moves over and does so. Okay. Uh, and then she pulls out from her pocket a um, a red glowing stone of her own and taps it against the, uh, the sort of crystal pad that you just tapped. Uh, and when she does, or when both of you have tapped there, um, the barrier, the green one, vanishes. Mm -hmm. um, and she kind of ushers you through. It doesn't stay gone for long. And she kind of hops to the other side herself. Okay. Uh, and now that you're through, she kind of gestures back. And as she does, the, the green barrier leaps to life. But you can still kind of see through it and past the, uh, the red one as well. And she says, past the red one is Ignis's horde. We don't go that direction. You shouldn't have any need to. Um, she's very protective of it, and if she found you in there, she would... Uh, well, that would be the end for you. I've seen what you can do. Good. So we avoid that one, right? Um, and she kind of gestures then forward at what you can see here, which is basically a line of cells uh, that have kind of iron bars on one side, but then solid metal walls on the other sides. Um, and I guess they're not they're not iron, but they're metal of some kind. Um, and in between each of the cells, there are the there's this like slow flowing um, liquid that is like greenish and bubbling. Uh, and as it bubbles, you can see um, maybe like an a, a stray. Uh, drop of it kind of mm -hmm. pops off and like hits the the stone of the walkway and you hear a tss, like a sizzle and it's clearly some kind of acid um, but it's not melting away at like any of the metal or anything like that mm -hmm. um, and she kind of walks you along this row of uh, cells up to the north So you can just kind of move that direction. Um, and as you go, she kind of gestures um, and says, you can go all the way up to the, like the, the top part. She gestures and says, here on your left, we have a uh, mechanical workshop. I will admit I don't know the details of this, but this floor is protected by some mechanical soldiers of some kind. Uh, they're maintained in here by uh, an artificer of sorts, but uh, I don't know the details of that, and you shouldn't need to either. But if, heaven forbid, something should happen and one of these prisoners should get out, uh, these constructs would, would deal with it um, while there's the rest some, of us armed and made our way down here. They're summoned automatically. There's nothing I need to do. Uh, she shakes her head and says, no, no, um... That said, if uh, you were to raise an alarm down here, they should activate at the sound of that, so... And how would I go about doing that? Mm, shout. <laughs> she she shakes her head and says, they're actually, as far as I understand it, quite intelligent, so 
you shouldn't have to do much. Just make a noise and they will come. Yes, ma'am. I just thought so much machinery out here. Maybe there was a switch I needed to pull or something. No, nothing so complex. Um, and she takes you to the corner of that hallway and she kind of gestures uh, toward the end of uh, you know, the, the hallway that uh, is around the corner where there's another green force field and says, past that barrier there uh, is the entryway into the warden Arias Greymantle's office, uh, his personal chambers. Um, sorry, not his office. She would say his personal chambers because his office is on the floor above. Um, and she says, you shouldn't have any need to go through there. Um, so I would in fact advise that you don't, but, uh, if for some reason a situation arose that you needed to, that's where you could go. Um, and then, sorry, I'm going to move you a bit so that I don't have to describe it, but she kind of takes you back the way you came, uh, and then around a corner the other way Mm -hmm. where you encounter a... Uh, yellowish force field and she gestures through that and says again another area you shouldn't have to worry about Um, we have a generator in there for the electricity uh, and the machine that produces the acid that keeps uh, you know this separation between the cells supplied uh, as well as uh, there is some uh, control for some of the magical protections protections of the prison in that area. So, again, an area you shouldn't have to interact with, but it's good that you know where it is. Um, and then she takes you further up this way, and uh, you come to a red force field, and she gestures to this one and says, Now, uh, this is an area you should not... Uh, another one you should never have to interact with. This is one that even I have never passed. Uh, and as you look in there, why don't you roll a perception check? Yeah. Are you, uh, uh, Ethan, are you deliberately not showing a character model on the map? Uh, Embers' model is showing on yeah, my map. I can see Embers. Oh, I, can, I can't see Embers. Oh, that's weird. That's okay. Yeah. We're near the end of the episode anyway, say, so yeah, yeah. we'll solve okay, it for next time. That's fine. That's as fine. long as you're seeing the, the map. I can see the fog of war. Yeah. Just, yeah. It was kind of hard for me to track where you guys were, but from context, oh, yeah. I, th- I think I had the map in the right place. So. Okay. Yeah, that's a uh, 19. 19. Um, you look in and uh, like out of the corner of your eye, you can kind of see there's like a big stone doorway in mm-hmm. there. Um, which is closed and seems to be locked. Like, it's got a big lock on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but interestingly, the stone room in there, um, there seems to be, like, bone inlaid in, like, the walls and the floor of the chamber. Very strange. I think um, I would ask about it. Why? What's in there? What's the bone about? Uh, she... Roll a persuasion check. Even. I know. Just say that you're trying to recruit her, like you did with Torin. You'll get a natural twenty. No, well, it's too late for that. Uh, I got a zero. Uh, she kind of gives you a dark look, but doesn't answer, and then moves on with the tour. There. Um. Ooh, I just stretched embers instead of pulling her. Oh. Whoops. <laughs> um, you come to the other side of that automaton workshop. Mm-hmm. Um and end at another yellow uh, force field. And she says, 
this is the room that our interrogator works from. Uh, he's not often working down here. More often he works in his interrogation room on the main floor, but if he ever needs to interrogate some of our higher security prisoners, this is where they would be. Mm. Um, and now, for the final roll of the night, um, could you roll a final perception check? To mm -hmm. see if you spotted anyone you're looking for in any I was, of these cells. I was about to ask. It's, uh, 21. Basil Orenglass is nowhere to be seen. And that's where we're going to end tonight's episode. Uh, so, thank you to everyone who uh, tuned in to watch. Thank you guys for playing. We'll be back with more of this Monday at 7pm Pacific Time. Hope to see you then. Bye. 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 See ya.